Please turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. We began this series with this scripture because this is the key to everything that we are talking about right now. And uh, I want to begin in verses 1 and 2 just very quickly to get all of our thinking going in the same direction. The Apostle Paul writing there says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable or literally spiritual service. Remember again, it's your spiritual service. You've got to get your body still before you can do anything with your mind. Amen? And so he goes on to say in the in this next verse, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he lets us know that one of the problems that we're facing, and this is what we began with, is that we, are, we have been taught to conform to the world. From a very young age, that's what we got taught. Everything is about the way the world does things. Now, we need to understand how the world works. We need to obey the laws. Amen? But we, we must not conform to its limitations. Can I get amen on that? Uh, because otherwise, what's going to happen is we're going to want to, you know, we're going to want our blessing via the world. We have to really be careful that we're not looking for a blessing via something that the world says, oh, well, there's a chance you might get this or you might get that. When God says, if you can believe all things are possible, you will get it. Are you all with me? Amen. So that's really where we want to go. And I believe this is for all of us. I'm put my hand up. Okay. Uh, this is for this time. This really is a kind of a word in season. Um, because I feel like, you know, the things that God's giving us right now is for right now. This isn't a, a, a message that I picked up and I thought, hmm, let's go and preach that. To this. Okay, it wasn't that. I honestly believe that the Lord said, you need this revelation now. So we all need this revelation now, not just as a revelation, but as, as something that we need to be doing right now. Are you all with me? Amen. And, you know, I'm, as much as I pray for everyone, if they aren't in agreement, this thing isn't going to work. Amen. Okay. So I don't want you to see this as, as a repeat of any kind of message. I want you to see this as a word from God for now. And he's saying, now this is yours. Claim it. Receive it. I'm behind it all the way. Amen? Amen. Okay, so again, verse 2, he says, Be not conformed to this world, but he says, Be ye transformed by the renew renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable or pleasing and perfect will of God. Now, we, I, I'm not going to do a huge review because I, you know, we don't get caught up in the middle of that. But let me just quickly say that we were designed and created to, to have dominion. Genesis 126 and 128 tells us that. We were meant to subdue and have dominion. And so this is the change of mind that we need. We need to go back to the place where God said, let us make man in our image. Let them have dominion. Amen? And in, if we don't go back to that place and begin to start thinking that way, then the world and all the things that the enemy is doing is going to have dominion over us. And can I just say this? The enemy is doing everything that he can to gain dominion over us. Can I say it again? Whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, whatever it is, he's doing everything that he can. And you know, family, I think, <laughs> I think it's time we fought back. I'm just getting tired of getting, okay? It's like one of those old people. I'm tired of getting kicked around, okay? <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> always reminds me of the Simpsons, you know, the old, the grandfather. You know, <laughs> the poor thing, he just walked. Anyways, <laughs> let's not go there. I went there. Sorry about that. All right, <laughs> back to this. Remember again, Jesus said, not me, okay? Again, Jesus said, I said that you are gods in, in John 10.34. 
He said, is, not, is it not written in your law? So we understand that that's, that was the place that we were made. But remember again that because we fell, we needed to be restored to a higher place from where we fell. Hallelujah. And so not only were we restored to that place, and we're going to look at some of the scriptures today, but also that way of thinking. That's why remember in Isaiah, I talked about my thoughts are not your thoughts and so on and so forth. That's God saying, this is the way I created you. You were created to have thoughts like me. You were meant to think like me, and you fell from that position. You need to be restored back to that position. That was a lament, as far as I'm concerned. I know people preach all kinds of messages from that. But that wasn't God flexing his muscles and saying, look how great I am, okay? <laughs> He's going, how sad I am that you've fallen so far. You know, you know, you need to understand, God so loved us, he really wanted to have fellowship with us. When we fell, he lost all of that. And I think Satan just thought, I've taken them down. There's no way he's, they're ever going to get back anywhere close to where he can communicate with them. Because man just became something else, okay? They rebelled and went in a whole other direction. And that fellowship was lost. You know, and I don't, I don't think anybody really understands how much God was yearning for that. How much he lost that day. It wasn't just, you know, man fell. He lost fellowship as well. Because he said, I want to make them in my image after my likeness. And we're going to chat. <laughs> I added that part. <laughs> okay, but you know, and, and they're not talking anymore. They're hiding in the bushes. With oh, Anyway. All right, so uh, one of the things that counteracted this was 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16. Where, again, the Apostle Paul said, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? And remember, I said to you, this was in response. Yeah, I, I've said this before. The Apostle Paul had memorized all of the Old Testament. He knew these scriptures existed. I believe he wrote to these scriptures. In the past, the answer would have been, nobody can instruct God. Who can? Seriously. But I love that he stuck a butt in there and said, we have the mind of Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And now the Word lives in us. And we have that mind in us. Can you imagine that we have God's mind inside of us? We have access to something. It's, I mean, talk about a supercomputer. The thing has everything in it. It has information from eternity past. Remember, he was there from the beginning. He didn't come into existence somewhere in the middle. He was from the beginning. Do you know we have access to that sort of stuff? We just can't handle it. But it's there. You know, let's just access stuff that we can just get out of trouble <laughs> in the earth and get a, get a foothold and, and sort of get to a place where we are the influence around here rather than we being influenced by everything. Amen? Okay. And then we'll go to the other things. I think that was the thing. Sorry, I'm jumping a little bit here. But I think that was the thing that Jesus was going to, wanted to have this conversation with Nicodemus. And I think he was a bit disappointed. He's like, dude, really? You don't know nothing? You know, we should, I wanted to, uh, can you imagine Jesus with all of his knowledge? I mean, he would have had some wonderful conversations with Nicodemus. <laughs> you know, Nicodemus is like, whoa, I've never heard that before. He goes, yeah, check this out. Bring your scrolls, bring your scrolls. <laughs> you know, let's talk about this stuff. Instead of, oh, how can a man be born again? I don't know how this is going to work. He's like, never mind. Let's move on to the next thing. So <laughs> let's, let's move on here as well. All right, so <laughs> the next thing that I looked at, one of the things that we needed to understand in our redemption was that we were redeemed from the curse, from everything that holds us back. Can I put it that way? Amen? And so we looked at Galatians chapter 3 in uh, verses 13 and 14, and I talked about that not only has God redeemed us from the curse, but that we have the blessing of Abraham, which says, God said to Abraham, anybody that blesses you, I'll bless. Anybody that curses you, I'll curse. So we've got God in our corner. This is all about thinking. 
This is all about having the mind of Christ. This is all about being on that level where God needs us to be in order for him to accomplish his will in this earth. He can't do anything unless we are working with him. Are you all with me? Amen? And, you know, that's becoming more and more of a revelation to me, uh, especially with the scripture, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things will be added. You know, I honestly believe that, you know, there, there is a place that we're headed for right now. And you know, as soon as we get this first thing out of the way, you know, because this is step number one, okay, trying to get Bible college off the ground. <laughs> I pray on Monday that will change. Uh, <clears throat> but there are a lot of things that I believe that as we start stepping into them, things will be added to us as we go. Are you all with me? I'm, I'm just getting this constantly. We need to take steps, and then God will back us up. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, digress there. I shouldn't have gone there. Okay, anyway, it's, this, I, because it's you, okay? Uh, but then there's them too. Hi. Okay, so <laughs> uh, one of the other things, uh, and I don't want to go through the blessings of Abraham because we did that last time, was that in Colossians chapter 1, and verse 13, remember again that we've been delivered from the power of darkness as well. So not only are we seated in heavenly places, and we're going to look at some of that, but the thing was that we were delivered from the power of darkness, which means that any, any power that, the dark, that darkness had over us, doesn't, he doesn't have it over us anymore. All it has got is the memories to work with. And if we can get away from our, see, this is our problem. It's our mindset. We need to change our mind. We have to renew our mind Stop being conformed and start being transformed. Are you all with me? Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. All right, and then we went and looked at this uh, verse in Ephesians. And this is what we were sort of in approximately when we left off last time. Where again, he talks about, uh, let me read from Ephesians uh, chapter 2 verses 4 through 6. He says, but, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, I could preach on all of this stuff, okay? But anyway, he says, made us... <coughs> excuse me, made us alive together with Christ, by grace have you been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I really love that it said he made us sit together, because some of us wouldn't, <laughs> okay? Some of us want to run around here down like chickens, and he said, you are not that anymore. And I need you to get this for one reason, because the devil tries to make you Live down here. Be carnally minded. Be helpless. And God says, I have made you sit together in heavenly places in Christ. See, if we don't get this, then what we're going to do is this. And this is really important. If God didn't make us sit together, then it means that we're subject to whatever attack comes our way. But if he did something that we almost had no choice over, we had the choice of getting saved, but once we got saved, everything else happened. We didn't have a choice in the rest of the stuff. It just happened. The new birth happened. All the other stuff happened. We didn't go down a little tick box and go, oh, yes, I'll have the new birth, but I won't do the renew of the mind, but I want to have this. Okay, it wasn't that. I mean, as soon as you said yes, all the, tip, all the boxes got ticked and you got it. And one of the things you got like it or not, was you were made to sit together in heavenly places with Christ. I mean, you were made. I need you to get this because whenever the enemy tries to take you down, he can't because you've been made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. You didn't have a choice in that. And can I just say this? You probably know this, but let me just say it anyway. 
God's stronger than the devil. God is more powerful than the devil. He made you sit up there. The devil cannot drag you down to hell. Amen. Okay, why is this so important? Because I'm believing for enormous amounts of health and finances and everything else. Listen, and it's possible because he has made me to sit together up there. Like it or not. So I'm operating from an elevated position regarding everything that I have need of right now. Amen? It's a change of thinking. I'm just trying to get you from down here to up there. This is everything that I can do. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, I didn't give you the scripture last time, so I'm going to give you Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Turn there, please. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. I want you to understand the position that you're in, the power that you have. Okay? Because of that position. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. Jesus says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. This is the devil and all of his demons, okay? And all over all the power of the enemy. And I don't care how much they want to retaliate. <laughs> okay? I don't care how much they're miffed. Watch. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. In other words, you know, this is where the, there's a problem here. You know, some people say, good, good, better not upset the devil. Why? He's out to kill you. Can we upset him a little bit? <laughs> okay. Do you understand that this tells us something? That God gives us a power to do what we need to do without the consequence of retaliation as long as we stay in faith. Do you all get that? Okay. See, we can't do it. See, the only way that the devil can get to us is to convince us by looking at other Christians... Put them in brackets, okay? All right? Quotes, in quotes, okay? (laughs) Not in brackets. Some of them are in brackets. Anyway, but (laughs) Christians in quotes, okay? That sort of say, oh, well, I went and I did warfare, and now my whole family is falling apart, and now I don't have any money, and yada, yada, yada. And we think, oh, dear God, you know? And the devil says, see, see, there's consequences. You better shut up. And God's going, keep going a little bit more, and you'll have it all. And what do we do? We quit and walk away. Are you all with me? I told you this is a word for now. Okay, this is not just me preaching. This is a word for us right now. This is what we need to do now. Amen? So I, I need you to see this. In, remember Matthew 28, 18, I gave you this before. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So understand that the person that lives on the inside of you has all the authority. Because he's on the inside of you, you've got all the authority. That's why you use the name of Jesus. It goes back to what he did. Everything he accomplished is all yours through him. That's why it's always in him and through him and, you know, okay? It's never without him. Hallelujah. All right, let me move on. Let me move on. Okay, Uh, (coughs) the place that we left off last time was in, uh, we looked at Philippians 4.13 and Mark 9.23. And remember again, I said that those two verses go together. Remember Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I really, stop for a second. Okay, this is where we are now. We need to get this. Jesus said, if you can believe, there was the thing. See, the problem is the body of Christ can't believe. And we need time to get to the place where we can believe. We can't just go from never having experienced something to walking in the fullness of it. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, that's just too much to ask. Fair enough. So what I want to do is talk to you about how do we get from here to there? How do we get to the 
we can believe. Because Jesus said, if you can believe, I mean, I wouldn't have written this. I'm serious. I would not have said all things are possible. I would have said most things. Because you go put a word like all in there, and it, it just, there's no fences on that thing. There's no ceiling on the thing. I mean, it can go in every direction. Do you all get what I'm saying? Well, I, you need to see this. I need you to open up your heart. I need you to open up your mind. And I need you to see the word all. I mean, it's all. I mean, Jesus, God in the flesh, came down, looked at his creation, and said, Do you not understand? I created you a certain way. I created you after my likeness. And I gave you my ability. Nothing is impossible to me. And it needs to be the same for you. If you only understood the potential that you have inside of you, you will allow it to, you, you, but it won't ever happen unless you believe. The thing, it's a lock on the door. It's really sad. It's almost like you're starving and you need finances and you've come to this big door and there's a lock on it. The thing is, you've got a key. And nobody tells you, take the key, stick it in the lock, it will open. Everything you need is over there. Are you all with me? And Jesus is saying, if, if you can believe. Can I put it another way? If you have the key, you have access to everything. Oh, if I only had a key. If, maybe I should try to believe for you. You got it. It's already there. Look around in your pocket. It's there somewhere. <laughs> it's, God won't send you to that place without the key. Jesus would never say, if you can believe. If you couldn't believe. To get that, it would be cruel of him to say, <laughs> watch this, boys. If you can believe, everything's happening. <laughs> yes, yes, sunk another boat. Next. <laughs> Look, this one looks. No, <laughs> take this one down next. No, he'll never do that. He's trying to tell us something. He's saying, you have this ability. The question is, do you want to walk in it or not? Do we want to walk in it or not? I do. I want to. I mean, I'm praying to God. I'm just saying, thank you, God, that I have great faith. And, you know, I, I don't want a big church. Listen, I want the power of God without limit, limits working in this place. I want access to finance without limits. I want access to all of those things without limits. Because you know what? The crowds will come. I mean, you, you heal one, you know dying aunt or something and then the whole family will turn up you know <laughs> numbers are never an issue see the church has been going after numbers instead of the power of god are you all with me amen so that's what i'm praying for yeah but we could do, i don't want to do it that way because when they come we need to have solution for them we need to be able to pray over them we don't need to hurt them Listen, and you know, having been, and not, nothing wrong with any of the things I'm going to talk about, okay? B but we don't need to be able to hurt them and put them in little Bible studies and this and that and everything else. That's not what we need. We need shepherds. We need people that walk in the power of God. You come to a Bible study, you'll get healed. You'll get delivered. The reason you're coming there is because we can lay hands on you. We could do something significant for you in your life. That's a full life Bible study, <laughs> okay? It ain't a Bible study, man. It's a powerhouse. Wherever you go. When that's happening, then we are God's church in this earth. Everything else, we're playing church. You all with me? So that's what I'm believing for, and that's what I need you guys to believe for as well. We need to do this together. We need to be His hands, His feet, and His power in this earth. 
Can I get an amen on that? Do you know it was only when Peter walked past somebody and his shadow went past it that they got healed. Before his shadow, nothing happened. Do you think it was God's will for that person to be healed? Absolutely. Well, how come he had to wait for Peter? Ah, there's the question. Answer that and you've got your answer. The Lord working with us. Confirming his word with signs following. Amen? Amen. Okay. <laughs> so, I said to you before, if you can believe, Jesus said all things are possible. And then we need to get to the place where we say out of our mouth, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not in myself, but in him. He strengthens me. See, this is something else we need to get a, a, a revelation of. It's we don't do this in our own strength, in our own might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, then everything will start to work. But we need to know how to tap into that. And it is tapped into by faith. So that's why Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Dang it. Hebrews, <laughs> are you getting something out of this? This is more of a change of mind. That's why we need to do this. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, the evidence of things not seen. Why do I want to bring this up right now? See, a lot of people are trying to, to confess things out of their mouth with no substance. Are you all with me? And so, you know, when Jesus said, if you can believe, he's talking about you having substance on the inside of you. If you can believe, if you've got substance there, all things become possible to you. But not without the substance, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoping is one thing, but having substance to back it up is a whole other thing. Hope is a beautiful picture that's hollow. You know, Easter's coming up. It's like one of them Easter eggs. You know, I was so disappointed the first time. I mean, I, when I saw those eggs, I thought, whoa, that's a lot of chocolate until I bit into it and it was all full of air. That's hope. It didn't have any faith. <laughs> okay? So, you know, it was a little bit, but, you know, like, sheesh, really? Okay, no, seriously. That's, that's kind of the way hope is. The thing is, your faith fills the thing up. I mean, you can bounce it off a wall, man. I mean, she's not going to break. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. Well, it might. Depends how strong you do. Anyway, let's not go into that. So, <laughs> but I need you to get this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, which means when Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes, is because he's saying, listen, if you have faith, substance will begin to grow on the inside of you, and then nobody, nobody will be able to, devil, the least of all, will be able to convince you that this, this thing is impossible. Because on the inside, it's already there. You know, somebody says, have you got it yet? And you go, well, I haven't. Well, then there's a the problem. You need to be able to say, I've got it. Yeah, but we can't see. It doesn't matter. I've got it. Do you understand the difference? When you have it on the inside and it becomes solid on the inside, you've got it. That's what, you don't need anybody. See, that's what I always say. You know, when people say, when they finish praying and you say, so what do you reckon? Then they go, oh, I hope so. Well, you just, you know, that tells us you have nothing inside. There's nothing there. You're just hoping that all the words we said will do something in spite of your unbelief. Okay, maybe I shouldn't go there today. All right. Let's continue on. <coughs> Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. One of the things that we need to do, what kind of substance do we need to develop on the inside? Well, Colossians tells us, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Remember I told you we need to change our thinking. 
Amen? He says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. In other words, remember again uh, what the Apostle Paul said before. He said, you need to be transformed. Set your mind on things above. Don't be conformed. Not down on this earth. Amen? This is the same thing said a different way. So he's saying instead of being conformed to this world, instead of setting your mind on things below, he said be transformed. Conf start to set your mind on things above and begin to think about your position, where you are, and pray from that position. See, we're always praying from down here. I do this too. There are times that I'm praying and, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, forget about it. Okay? And, and, and then God will just cut in. In times like that, he'll go, is, is, are we having a problem? I said, God, you know, these things look so, where are you praying from? Oh, yeah. One second. <laughs> Get back in there. Okay. Where? <laughs> and we need to be back up there. We are praying in a place, from a place of power and authority at the right hand of God. What more do you want? Amen. All right. Another scripture. <coughs> uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verses 5 and 6. I'm trying to see where I got. To. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're not going to get that far today, are we? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Romans 8. These are good scriptures, but Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. It says, for those who live according to the flesh. This is the reason why we need to set our mind on things above, okay? If we are ever going to get out from under all the things that the enemy has put on us, especially in this time of pandemic, okay? We need to think differently, and we need to be in a different place in our thinking. Can I get amen on that? All right? And that's why, and we find out why here. Romans 8, 5 says, for those who live according to the flesh... Set their minds on things of the flesh. Now, I want you to notice, those who decide, can I put an extra word in there? Those who decide to live according to the flesh. Because some people just can't do it. I'm, I'm talking Christians. They just can't separate themselves from this realm. They, they're stuck in here. Everything is about, yeah, but the boss said this. Oh, yeah, but the government said that. Oh, yeah, but the economy is saying this. Oh, yeah, but the, you know, whatever is saying that. It's all about what's going on down here. And remember again, don't get conformed. You, we mustn't, we need to be aware, but not conformed. Amen? It's okay to know what's going on, but dear God, don't let that, you know, creep up on you, bring fear on you, and then you become like the rest of the population. Don't do that. We need to separate ourselves from that. Anyway, he says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds to things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking about a higher realm here. All right, now I know the spirit realm is around us, okay? But I want you to understand that there is a flesh realm and there is a spirit realm. The flesh realm is down here in this earth. The spirit realm has a, uh, can, I ha can I put it this way? It goes all the way up to heaven, <laughs> where you are seated, in heavenly places right now. Right now, you're there. See, you're seated here now, but you're actually seated in two places right now. You want to get a revelation? You are seated right there and up there. Which one's listening, both of you? I hope so, <laughs> okay? I hope you're listening down here to do something from up there, not from down here. Did you get that? Never mind. Okay. Notice he goes and says, verse 6. He says, uh, Romans 8, 6, he says, For to be carnally minded is death. 
this is really significant because he's saying, if you think now, this is to Christians. Unbelievers aren't reading this. This is to the Christian church at Rome. Romans, not heathens. <laughs> okay, Joe, get this? Okay, so he's writing to Christians, and he's saying, Christians, to be carnally minded is death. In other words, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You keep keeping your brain down here, you're going to die, man. I mean, that's all that's left for you. Because the devil, this is, this is his dominion. This is his territory. The thing he can't touch is God. <laughs> Did you get that? That's the reason why God put you there. Didn't leave you down here. He took you up and seated you at, in a place where the devil has absolutely no access to and can never overcome the throne of God. You get this? Wow, what a place. What a position. So he says to be carnally minded is death. But he says to be spiritually minded is life. I, I love this. He didn't just say life. He could have said that because he said to be carnally minded is death. You know, you'd, you'd, you'd say, okay, to be spiritually minded is life. And stop there. But he didn't stop there. He said is life and peace. Oh, hallelujah. I love that. We understand something here that God's life comes with peace. It helps you to settle, to center, to think. Amen? The dumbest decisions we make are when we're not settled. <laughs> okay? When we're all freaking out and we're not thinking straight, that's when we make dumb decisions. That's when we, you know, we do all the things that we regret later. But when you are calm, when you are at peace, you know that He is God and you listen to Him and He tells you what you need to do. Amen? And then whatever you do is coming from the Spirit and he will, he will confirm his word with signs following. Hallelujah. That's when things happen. <laughs> All right, let's go to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 as we conclude. I'm sorry, it's, it's that time. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Well, I'm going to introduce this and we're going to pick this up next time. This is now getting to the place. I've, I've subtitled this, Turning Knowledge into Power. You like that? I like that. Okay. Uh, how do we turn this knowledge into power? Because it's one thing to know stuff. It's another thing for it to work in your life. Can I get an amen on that? Amen? Okay. You know all of these scriptures. I've dealt with these in the past. But I want to introduce this. We're going to talk about internalizing the word. The, the, the word that we use is meditating. But I need you to understand it from a different point. It's how do you take the word from off the pages and put it in your heart. Because it's the word in your heart that will do the work. Remember Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in his heart, the things which he says are going to come to pass. Are you all with me? Amen? So the thing that we need to do is how do we get the word from out here to in there? Not up here. In here. You can know stuff in your head and still, still, I know this sounds like an impossible situation, but I know Christians today that know things in their head, but they don't know how to exercise it in their life. If you tell them, do you know the scripture says it? They'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. And to me, when they do that, then I see that it, it has never left their head. It has never found its way into their heart. Because what that is meant to do is flip a switch to where the heart goes bang. And it goes, yeah, that's right. That's where that power is. Not, oh, yeah, I know that scripture. No, that's where that power is. That's the power I need to access. Thank you very much. I got it. That's how we should end. Amen? 
Not, uh, I know all that stuff. I've, you know, tried that stuff. And <laughs> okay? As I said before, man, you know, <laughs> this stuff is like eating and breathing. They're not optional. Can I get amen, Chrissy? Okay, all right. <laughs> Listen, man, you don't eat, you die. You, you can't think about eating. You can't try eating. You better eat. Same, same thing. Sorry, sweetheart. Same thing. <laughs> I just love it a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> same thing with breathing. You know, you don't say, well, I'm going to try to breathe today. You better not. You better breathe. Otherwise, you're going to die. Why is it when we get to faith, we think, oh, we're going to try that stuff. Better not. Jesus said it's better if you didn't know any of this stuff, you didn't start this journey, than to sort of, you know, have, go at it half-hearted. Because the devil will take you down. Remember God said, my people, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Not a lack of power. Not a lack of me backing them up. He said for a lack of power. Okay, let's get into this very quickly. Let me introduce this. Maybe I shouldn't have gone into this. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. I want to, this, this is how we internalize, and I want to start here and we'll pick up next week. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. One of the biggest problems we have is we mumble under our breath. This is going to work. I don't know how this is going to work. I just can't see it working. Blah, 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 blah. And we speak to people and we have, we have to watch our confession and our conversation. Can I, can I say it again? Watch your confession and your conversation. Because everything that is coming out of your mouth, Jesus said every idle word, you're going to have to give an account for. Every useless word, every word that <laughs> you complained about something, you're going to have to give an account for. What are you complaining about? Because it talks about idle words, but in the actual uh, original text, it talks about careless words. It talks about useless words. It talks about complaining. That's what that word idol actually encompasses. It's all of those things. Anything that is outside of faith. Now listen, does that mean that I've got to be a stick in the mud and I can't I make jokes? No. That you, when you make a joke, it's not faith. Hopefully there's no faith in it. Okay, you just make jokes. <laughs> okay. There's a difference between that and you believing and speaking. Can I get an amen on that? So no, I don't need it to be a stick in the mud. But you need to understand that when you decide you want to believe and speak, then you better watch what you are speaking. And the problem is sometimes when we get mad at something, what comes, comes from a place in the heart, that's the problem. It doesn't come from a shallow place in the brain. It doesn't come as information. It comes as a hurt or, you know, some kind of a, I don't know, a, you know, a betrayal or whatever. It comes from the heart. And those are the things that are problems. Are you all with me? That's why we need to be careful what's in there. We need, to, we need to do what, you know, God said to do, and that is walk in love. We really have to do that because only as we walk in love will we stay in the light and will we get God's protection and will we get all of his blessings. And the times that we speak, we need to be able to see... I can discuss things with, say, you know, I, I can discuss things with Emily. Something might peeve me off. You know, hey, hey, Saturday, so have what cheeses me off? You know, <laughs> okay, remember that? Okay, so I can talk to Emily about what cheeses me off, but, but if there is a heart attached to it, if I am saying things with a bitterness and a hatred and an anger behind those, then I'm not just having a discussion with her anymore. Now I'm speaking things into the atmosphere that's poisoning things. 
Do you all get that? Just as much as I can speak faith and it will start to build things, I can speak hatred and it will start to destroy things, literally. And you need to be careful how you speak in those times. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about your conversation. You all with me? Okay. So that's why he says to Joshua, Joshua could have walked around and said, this is never going to work. I've just got this. I mean, what makes me think I'm going to succeed when all the previous generation, they all died. I mean, sheesh, <laughs> okay? And then there was Moses. I mean, Moses. I mean, how can you follow that guy? Forget, no, this is not happening. And to him, God says, this book of the law, you keep the word of God in your mouth. Watch this. He says, and you shall meditate in it day and night. Instead of all your problems, you meditate on the word. Listen, you can spend your time doing one or the other. You can't do, you can't do them both. It's one or the other, light or darkness. Do you understand? And he says that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Instead of getting freaked out and going and doing something silly, you have the word of God talking to you and telling you, I'm going to show you what your next step is. You can observe to do. Now watch what happens. He says, for, to all that, uh, according to all that is written therein, for then, he, I, I, I said this before, I would never have written this down. If I was writing this scripture, the next word would have been, and God will make your way prosperous. And in God, you will have good success, is what I would have written down. Honestly, with all of my heart, I would have written that down. I would have never written God saying, you shall make your way prosperous. God is speaking. <clears throat> Do you understand? He says, and you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Oh, man, that is powerful. Do you know why? There's substance. When you begin to meditate the word of God, you begin to do what Hebrews 11.1 1 says. Now faith is the substance of everything that you're hoping for. You want to win a battle? That hope becomes a reality on the inside. In the inside, you've won. It is the evidence of what you can't see. Do you know what they present in court as evidence? Is stuff that they can look at, they can measure, that they can say, oh yes, we have evidence to back up what is being said. Do you get this now? It becomes evidence to everything that you've said. That's why nobody needs to, you know, they come and say, well, where is it? It's there. Yeah, but I can't see it. That's your problem. <laughs> okay? Give it a bit of time. It will manifest. I really love what Pastor Verdi said. We were praying over something. And we laid hands on it because the thing just died, man. It was my computer and the power pack, and you can't buy another one of these because it's so old. And anyway, she looked at it, and she said, let's pray over the thing. I was like, oh, okay, then. I wasn't in a really great faith place. Come here, just being honest here, okay? Uh, uh, yeah, my, I was carnal. I'm just saying. Okay, so anyway, so I just, <laughs> God, I right? put the hand on there, and we prayed, and we took it off. Nothing happened. The light's still off. And I love her next few words, and they have stuck with me ever since. She turned around and said, Give it a moment. I'm not kidding. Within about two seconds after that, the thing just came on. And I said, yes, amen. I believe that. I was a lying dog. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God that worked. <laughs> you know? Ever since then, God has been using that over and over again with me. Every time I start praying for something and I'm starting to believe and I'm thinking, he says, give it a moment. And I keep hearing it in her voice. Give it a moment. I'm like, thank you, God. Let's do that, shall we? And I'm going to end with that. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when we come back, we'll look at Proverbs chapter 4 and uh, 1 Timothy 4.15.
we're going to talk about all the different ways you can meditate God's Word. And I really want to focus on that because I've never done this before. I've never looked at it from this viewpoint. I've talked about all the different ways you can meditate, but I'm never in the way that I'm going to share it with you in this next session. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today.